Hey everybody, welcome to a Kingdom Project podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Sanchez, along here with Ernie Hernandez. How's it going, Ernie? It's going great. So good to be back. I know, man. It's been, so we've been on kind of a little bit of a break, a re, uh, a restart, I guess you could say. Uh, the birth of my son has taken up a uh, majority of my time, um, you know, and my wife has been so gracious. I just want to give her a shout out for allowing me to come back here and do what I love to do with with you. You know, the time is precious with you. Um, and to just speak the word of God to our audience. And I want to give a shout out to our audience, too. Um, I've been looking at the stats. We're still getting listeners, even though we've been off for a couple months here. Um, so thank you guys for the continued support, uh, especially Linda, who's always given us a shout out. She's, she's on our Bible study, um, every Wednesday. So thank you, Linda, for continuing to listen to us, um, and, and sharing, um, what, what God is revealing through us. And, um, we look forward to, this is season two, a brand new season, so um, we, we're coming to you with fresh word and, and, and what, what's been resonating in our hearts, I think. Um, I'm excited to share, especially the birth of my son. Like, I feel like God is speaking to me in this season through my son. You know, it's been amazing to see because awesome. when I look at him, it's like I, I've, I've been hearing the word like receive receive and i look at him and that's all he can literally do is receive things he's so fresh and so new his mind is so it's a clean slate it's a clean hard drive wow and so i'm like wow god like this is so crazy and so when i look at him i i feel this weighty burden of man i'm your father i'm your source like it, it makes me want to be the image and likeness of our Lord because he looks up to me mm-hmm. whenever he looks, it's like he's staring dead into my soul and it's like, <laughs> wow. okay, that's, that's like this burden. Like, man, I, I have to be the example that he needs, that he needs so he can live out his life in righteousness, you know, yes. with, with the Lord and, and perfect alignment and, and yeah, so that's the word I've been hearing in, in this season of life is 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 receive for mm. me. So that's but, beautiful. But yeah, we're gonna um I'm gonna kick it off to you. Maybe we can start with the word of prayer and uh Well, I think that's a great picture and yeah. analogy of uh what it means to um be poor in spirit like we started this whole yes. series with. Yes. And to have a clean slate and to be positioned to receive. And so if we have that kind of attitude and that kind of heart, um, we're going to be filled. Yeah. And uh, God will, um, as our Heavenly Father, uh, fill us with good things and what we need. Yeah. And so that's a great analogy. I love that. Thanks. Uh, that the whole picture, because it takes us back to the beginning to remind us, right? That you know uh, you're not going to get anything uh, when you come 
you know, into a study or you come into um, a journey of trying to get to know God and uh, trying to receive revelation and right. truth, um, your heart has to be like a little child. Yes, exactly. So great, great Man. way to start this new season, just to remind us again. Uh, we've been learning a lot. We, we've yeah. been focusing on a lot. Uh, but yet at the same time, uh, we discovered that um, as kingdom people, we have the nature of the kingdom, which is the nature of the king. And that was pictured in the Beatitudes that we've been studying. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to be moving forward into now the influence of kingdom people. Perfect. So shifting from focusing on the nature, what kind of nature we should have, to uh, uh, the influence that we should have because of that nature residing in us. Okay, and so I'm excited about that. And uh, I just want to just invite everyone to uh, open their hearts to what the Holy Spirit has for them, this part of the journey. Yeah. Because it is a pilgrimage. Pilgrimage. I love that. And uh, we're, <clears throat> we're passing through some things that uh, are part of a whole process that God intentionally allows us to experience and walk through because he knows the end result and the goal is to glorify the Lord Amen. and to express him in yeah. the earth. So, so let's pray. All right. So, Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the life you give us. Thank you for the opportunity, uh, Lord, to exercise our spirits by, Lord, looking into your word and also, Father, listening to the Holy Spirit as uh, he reveals truth to us. And as you process um, with us and transform us, into your image and your likeness, uh, to be conformed to the image of your Son. And we just thank you for that, Lord. May we grow and mature in Christ's likeness and continue to receive, like uh, Joseph was saying, everything that you have for us, Lord. May we, Lord, be open because our relationship vertically is exactly what Joseph described. It's a place of receiving. We receive from you vertically and horizontally, Lord, we give. We're to give horizontally, but we're to receive vertically yes. so that we have something to be able to distribute and to uh, produce in the earth. And so we receive everything you have for us today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, I'm excited, Ernie. Let's uh, powerful. Yes. So we've been doing uh, this kingdom project with the theme of the constitution of the kingdom of the heavens, and we're going to be this season beginning with Matthew five, um, verses thirteen through sixteen. So you might want to pull that up, Joseph. Okay. Matthew five thirteen through sixteen. Um, which is the influence of kingdom people upon the world. And uh, it's going to be described as two different elements, salt and light. Salt to the corrupted earth and light to the darkened world. Mm 
So keep that in mind, okay? Because salt is related to the earth and light is related to the world. So in the first section of the Constitution, the nature of the kingdom people was revealed in the Beatitudes or what's called the Sermon of the Mount. Um, the second section in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16, covers their influence. So the sequence is important or significant. If you don't have the nature described in Matthew 5, verses 3 through 12, the Beatitudes, you won't have influence on the world. Wow. So keep in mind that the whole Bible has a divine arrangement the way it is, you know, structured. Mm -hmm. uh, don't get caught up in the fact that, you know, man canonized the scripture and so put the books and the chapters and everything in the order they thought that they should go in. But there is a divine arrangement in it. Right. Um, and if you remember, the gospel of Matthew that we're studying is the first gospel listed in the New Testament. Now, it's not the first gospel written. Right. Um, there were others and writings before Matthew, but yet it's the one that when, when canonized, it was put first. And I mentioned uh, before that uh, it fits because Matthew's theme and focus is about the Messiah King and the kingdom of God. And so that's why we're parked right now in the Gospel of Matthew because it says in Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And so the focus is inward. Mm. As Christians, we're always focused on the outward. Yeah. But God's trying to guide us to understand the value and the intrinsic motives that we are maybe uh, not tapping into because we're so focused and distracted by just the outward. Right. And so the kingdom of God is within you. And so that's why the Lord is taking us there to learn more about our nature, but also how that expresses itself outwardly. So first is inward, and we want to learn how to live from the inside out. Many of us know how to live from the outside in, yeah. but God's trying to switch that. So we learn how to live from the inside, which is connected to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and his resurrection life yeah. that's in us um, by his spirit. And so um, let's look, uh, first of all, at Matthew five thirteen through 16. Would you read those for us, Joseph? Yeah. So this is from the English Standard Version. Um, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and gives it light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that 
they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Thank you. That's awesome. You're welcome. Um, may the word of the Lord bless you and fill you yeah. with more of him and quicken you and make you alive to God Amen. and uh, cause you to live for him today. Um, I do want to just by way of review, go over a couple of things before we go into, you know, the, uh, the scriptures you just read. Okay. So the influence that the kingdom people have comes out of their nature, out of what they are. Maybe you've heard the term before, uh, ministry flows out of who you are. Mm. Or I can't give you anything that I don't have. That's right. And, and so that's why it's important for us to first make sure that we are being filled with the nature that we described and was pictured in Matthew uh, chapter 5, verses 3 through 12 in the Beatitudes. I told you that those Beatitudes actually create or form a picture of a person. Hmm. And of course, that person is Christ, but that person also is who we are because as he is, it says in the Bible, so are we in this world. Wow. And, and so kingdom people that are poor in spirit have room for God to fill them just like that clean slate. Yeah. Okay. If you're poor in spirit, you're going to have room for God to give you what you need and develop that inside of you. And it's not about, as we know, just we're not talking about poverty and just being poor and not having anything. We're talking about being open and, you know, hungry and, and right. humble. Yeah. Um, and not thinking that we already have it all, know it all. Right. Okay. Which I think is a big issue in the church today. Yes, you know, it it's, we've been filled with a lot of junk food. <laughs> yes. <laughs> per se. That's you right. Know? So, yeah, being poor in spirit, that's so good. Um, having room to to just receive like like the word we're, we're using today receive mm -hmm. the new you know you can't put god in a box is what i'm trying to say that's right you know i feel like that's what the, we've done is put god in this box and just hey this is this is the way we're supposed to be but the, there's so much more and so more to god and i think you've used the term multi-dimensional yeah. That I've always remembered, and so that's what that's what's really helped me. Beautiful, so. And, and so a kind of prophetic word, okay, for where we are. God is trying to stretch us and enlarge us. So that means a lot of things, okay. Yeah. It's in Isaiah fifty-four. So if you have time to go study on your own Isaiah fifty-four, the first few verses, you see a picture of it. As God says to stretch out your tent, wow. strengthen your pegs, the description of what it looks like, okay, to make room, wow. okay, because God is, is about expansion and causing you to grow and develop, and, and so it's pictured there. Mm -hmm. So that process in itself 
requires us to hear new things, to right. be exposed to new things, to receive new things, you know, yeah. to get revelation and uh, wisdom and knowledge and understanding because that's what a house is built with. And we're, we're dwelling places. We're the mm-hmm. dwelling place of God. We're the tent. We're the tabernacle. That's who we are. That's pictured in the Old Testament. Okay, it's a it's a description of the body of Christ. Yeah. Okay, and and in a few minutes when we go deeper, we'll see. Okay. That God's going to use that analogy in our lives. So we, as kingdom people, have the nature of being poor in spirit, also uh, mourning because of the condition of the world. And our loved ones and people and places. So some of it is is negative mm-hmm. that we're in a place of of mourning, so to speak, of becoming you know mourners uh, and interceding for what's happening on the face of the earth, the trouble, the 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 losses, the the things that we're around right now today because yeah. of the pandemic. You know, the shadow of the pandemic, not just the pandemic itself, but the shadow that is cast on us psychologically. That's right. What it's done to us as a people and Mm -hmm. people are grieving and they're suffering and we can't ignore and turn our backs on it. We who are in the kingdom need to be, you know, uh, sensitive and open. Empathetic. And yes, and to empathize with yeah. people and to be, you know, salt and light, right. like we're going to mention. That's right. Uh, also, those that are meek, which we learned is worn out. Right. <laughs> uh, the meek of the earth, right. not weak, the meek, the meek, okay, of the earth. The Lord's going to continue to, you know, wear us out in a way that he can re, like you said, kind of like start us okay in a lot of different ways those who hunger and thirst for righteousness like we were talking about seeking the kingdom first and his righteousness that attitude that nature in us that continues to motivate us to receive more and to be open vertically because vertically we receive we're supposed to be receiving it's not bad it's not uh, greedy. It's not wrong to receive everything God has for you. We need to learn how to be receivers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so let God pour everything He's got into you, yeah. okay? Because then horizontally we can give, and that's how we're to give. We're to give. We're always thinking about giving vertically, but really that's not our true position in in the kingdom. It's receiving. And so that we can be distributors, okay? And then being distributors of mercy. Because we receive a lot of mercy. That's right. So that we can give a lot of mercy. So blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Mercy. Wow. (laughs) Uh, The pure in heart we studied. Man, that was my favorite, I think. Because I'm still camped in getting revelation on the pure in heart. Yeah. um, Because we know that... Only those who have a pure heart can see God. And so we need God to purify our hearts and take us through a purification 
which is coupled with predestination that takes us to purification that leads us to personification hmm. where we're seeing him and we end up being transformed to look just like him wow. because we have that hope in us. And then uh, the peacemakers, okay? Peacemakers in that people have a lot of things they can do and uh, that they're making, but there's not a whole lot of people that are making peace. And God has called us to be peacemakers if we're sons of God. Those who are peacemakers are called the sons of God. And yeah. so there's within us the Prince of Peace. And he, uh, he lives and dwells inside of us. And so we are called to also, you know, be peacemakers in places and situations that God has called us to. So I'm, I'm excited because there's so much that God is doing with what we learned now it's going to start expressing itself, even drawing persecution, you know, yeah, to us right. or reproach for the name of Christ. That's part of it. There is something that is innate in believers that, you know, we are able to suffer for right. Christ because there's within us Christ himself. And look at what he endured and the persecution that he That's experienced, right? right? That's right. Yeah. For us, to model for us, because, of course, he is our perfect model. Right. So we're looking at the, the nature of kingdom people, and we're going to try to shift it uh, to being a people of great influence. Mm -hmm. Because you and I and the people listening that are believers in Christ are God's resource in the earth. You are his resource in the earth. You're carrying. You're a container of his glory. It's in you. And so God is uh, going to cause us to have an influence upon the worldly people around us and in a spontaneous way influence the corrupted earth. Mm. Both aspects. Because that's what we read. Because you said, verse 13, you are the salt of the earth. earth. Verse 14 says, you are the light of the world. world. Yeah, two different words. And by the way, the word you that's used there refers to a corporate people, not an individual. We usually take everything and interpret it individually. Yeah. Like, I'm the salt of the earth. Right. I'm the light of... No, no, no. We are the salt of the earth together. We're the light of the world. That you is not referring to individual. It's actually referring to a corporate people. As individuals, we cannot be proper salt or light. Wow. Just think about salt for a moment, the element salt, okay? Mm -hmm. How much influence does one grain of salt have? <laughs> a lot. Compared, it's packed with flavor. Compared, though, to a bunch of salt. Oh, yeah. It's overpowering. Think about how tiny one grain of salt is. Okay? If you put one grain of salt on a steak, it's not going to have an influence over that steak. That's very, right. You know? That's right. Yeah. Very, very much. But if you have a, a salt shaker and you salt that steak... It's going to enhance it. It's going to do several things of the property of salt. Right, okay? right. It has within it 
Okay, and so, but one thing I, I really want to emphasize, okay, this this thing about individualistic spirituality. Mm. This is a problem we have, yeah. especially in the American church. Because as Americans, that's our worldview. It's an individualistic worldview. It's all about me. Right. It's all about my rights. <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. narcissistic of many times, you know. That's right. And, and yet... In the kingdom of God, it's not it's corporate. Right. So that means we need a paradigm shift in how we look at the scriptures and we look at church and the body of Christ. Because we're lacking power and influence because of this very fact. Yeah. Yeah. It it this it's almost like hindering us from really being what's the word agents of change right into the cosmos right, right. Into, the, into the systems of the world you know yes and the individualistic side what you're talking about it's like a lot of people think like oh you know my job is to make money yeah that's part of it but I think what God is really doing, why he puts you in as whatever it may be, a landscaper, a retail salesperson, is to really influence that workplace with the presence of him. You know? Yes. That's going into the systems, going to all the world, is what he said, and make disciples. Right. You know? Right. And so when I think of that, that's the picture I see is, okay, yeah, God is giving us mercy and grace to conduct, hopefully, what we love to do in our jobs. But we can't forget our main job, you know. And that word work, going back to the Garden of Eden, work mm-hmm. is uh, is packed. And I that's, that's how I see it, is being that agent of change and going into the cosmos and into the world systems and being that influence, what you're talking about. Awesome. Thank you, Joseph. Yeah. Um, So those who have the nine blessings or beatitudes in 5, Matthew 5, 3 through 12, are a corporate people. Okay. Um, And so in verse 14, the Lord likens us to a city, not to individual like stones, Okay. In other words, uh, built together on an elevated level up on a hill, but really it's a mountain. Okay. Uh-huh. So yeah. you are the light or a city set on a mountain. Wow. But a city has to be built together to be a city. That's right. Wow. Okay. And, and, and so... You are the light of the world, not lights of the world. You're one light. We're one light together. And by the way, that's outward. Okay? We're outward. Outward illumination. Illumination uh, to people out in the world. Okay? Um, And so individualistic spirituality is like a cancer. It absorbs 
into itself the nourish, nourishment intended for the whole body. Mm. I don't know if you know. I I'm not a you know I don't I'm not a medical expert or anything like that. Yeah. But cancer has a tendency of cells within the body. It's not it's not produced by germs, but they're cells that separate themselves and begin to take in the nourishment for themselves. Mm. Wow. Wow. That's supposed to be spread. Yeah. Right? Uh, and and so kingdom people are salt and light corporately together. Um, there is a difference between the word that's used earth in these verses and world. Okay? So realize that they're not talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. So salt is, the, is for the earth. Light is for the world. Wow. Okay, so... They're not synonymous. They're different. The earth was created by God. The world was corrupted by Satan. Mm. So to the God-created earth, we are salt. But to the corrupted, Satan-corrupted world, we're light. So there's a difference. So we need to see that and, and differentiate that, okay? So let's just focus for a few moments on being salt. Okay. Okay. Uh, being salt of the earth. Salt uh, kills and eliminates germs of corruption. And in the earth, it, it's meant to keep its original condition. So mm. the earth has become fallen. We know that. Okay. And it's decaying, or it, it's corrupted as well, okay? Salt kills germs and eliminates rottenness and preserves things in its original condition. Wow. Salt is a preservative. Wow. As well as a healing agent, like as you said, you know, making it becoming a change agent for the cosmos. Right. That's what it's talking about. Wow. Okay. Uh, and and so there is a possibility of becoming tasteless or losing flavor as salt. Because that's in that verse that we read. Okay. It said, but if the salt has become tasteless, uh-huh. with what shall it be salted? It is no longer good for anything but to be cast out and trampled underfoot by men. So to become tasteless is to lose your function, Hmm. your salt function. You lose your flavor, and you're the flavor of the month. (laughs) You're to be salt, okay? And so becoming uh, tasteless or losing your flavor indicates, as we're looking at it, that we become the same, okay, as earthly people, the same as unbelievers. No difference, in other words. Worldly, if you could describe it, or carnal. Carnal, yeah. Casual Christians. So there's a lot of, you know, yeah, yeah. idioms for it and right. stuff. But, um, And so we have in the Old Testament pictures that help us describe the truths of the New Testament. We're learning how to transfer those pictures 
to the truths and to the words in the New Testament. And we're, we're also, on Wednesday nights, as we've been studying right. with Pastor Hiberto, we've been learning how to transfer the words of the New Testament to also align with the pictures of the Old Testament. Yes. Because then Revelation just oh, becomes like, you know. Yeah, it's... Technicolor. It's like all of a sudden you experience... It's really profound. Beautiful revelation. Okay? Yes. Um, and so, and we've studied this in our Bible study recently, but there's a scripture in Genesis 19.26 that is about Lot's wife. Right. Do you remember? I do. What happened to Lot's wife? She turned back, right? She got the commandment not to turn back. Mm-hmm. And she turned into a pillar of salt. Okay. And she turned back from where? Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay. So remember, uh, through the intercession of Abraham, God rescued Lot and his wife and two daughters. And they rescued them from the destruction that came on Sodom and Gomorrah. But as they, they hesitated and also even looked back, Lot's wife, she was turned into a pillar of, of salt, okay? And it's a picture for us. And it's a strong warning that Jesus uses in the New Testament. He uses this whole story and experience of Lot and his wife. And he said, remember Lot's wife. Right. Because in the end of the age, this is what it's going to look like, okay? When he returns, He's, he describes Noah and the flood and then Lot and his wife and what happened to her as a picture of the condition of the earth or the world when he comes back. So it's very important for us right. to go there. And so salt that has lost its function is a strong warning that we're reading in, you know, Matthew chapter 5. Yeah. Okay, Luke 14, if you'll turn there, Luke 14, 34 and 35. You'll see this is Jesus speaking. Okay, and um, he's talking about salt as well. What does it say there, Joseph? Luke 14... Verse 34 and 35. 34 and 35. Salt is good, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is of no use either for the soil or for the manure pile. It is thrown away. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Right? <laughs> Yeah. And so you know, the New Testament uses Lot and his wife as a sign for us, a warning for us, you know, that we stay salty, that we are seasoned believers. Yeah. You know, that, that, that has a lot of different connotations to it. Okay. Um, but we want to be able to uh, not just be novices babies and children we start there because look at your son lincoln right right that's how we come that's right. into the world that's how we come into the kingdom 
That's right. Like little children. But the goal is not for us to stay there. The goal is for us to become what's called in the Greek a wehos, which yes. is a mature son. Right. Okay, and come into full sonship as a mature son and become producers um, and multiply and express God in the earth. And so even our, our, our speech can be seasoned so that when we speak, it's seasoned with grace mm. so that it builds up the hearers. Wow. You know, so there's a lot to say about us uh, being salt in the earth because, again, salt also has healing elements to it. Medical doctors know that. Okay, and, and so... We actually are carrying um, healing for people because of our being filled with the nature of the kingdom, the nature of the king, because that's who he was. Mm -hmm. And so there's a, a beautiful analogy here about salt and it's important for us, again, to first realize and, gra and grasp that this is talking about corporately together, we're the salt of the earth. Yeah. Together. And so the next part of it talks about being the light of the world. And I think we'll, we'll go there and complete this, okay? Okay. For the next session that we do. But we want to just focus first on this strong warning because Lot's wife mm -hmm. turned into a pillar of salt. I don't know if you can imagine that, but it became useless or it didn't function anymore because she was to be a life giver as the wife. Help me, yeah. Right? And so in this whole experience, it's a, a typology of receiving shame and lot and his wife were believers wow even though they were in sodom and gomorrah because they chose to live there because abraham gave them the choice he gave lot the choice he chose sodom and gomorrah and he went south <laughs> and whenever you go south you're headed it's for always trouble. bad news yeah yeah you're right <laughs> uh and, and so you see, because the Bible even describes that he was vexed in his soul because of the things that he witnessed wow. there in Sodom and Gomorrah because he was a believer. He was a type of us, of, of a Christian. But yet he was in that, uh, you know, city of immorality and all kinds of things. And so God sent uh, Abraham to intercede for him, and he rescued him, but Lot lost his wife in the process, which is a type of your soul. Wow. Um, and, and so there's a whole picture here that's loaded, you know, with figures and types um, that allegorically begin to unfold our eyes to realize that that could be us. I could be Lot. You know, I yeah. could be Lot's wife. Yeah, that's right. And I could have shame come on my life 
even though I'm a believer, but I don't follow God's plan. Right. You know, and I get outside of my fellowship with Him. Yeah. Carnal. And, yeah. And, yes. Carnal. And become just, you know, like everybody else in right. the world. Sometimes um, we're being called out of Sodom and Gomorrah. We're being called out of Babylon. In fact, in Revelations chapter 13, God calls his people at the end when everything is coming to a consummation. And he talks about the new Babylon, not the ancient one. And he says, come out of her so that you don't partake of her sins or participate in her plagues because he's bringing judgment on Babylon. And so many of us are in Babylon as believers. Some of us are in Egypt, and we're still, you know, in bondage to things That's as right. believers. Yeah. Even though God has called us and saved us, or we're in Sodom and Gomorrah. That's why intercession needs to be for the body of Christ, for people to come out of anything like that that is not really the, the, the purpose the and will. destiny of yeah. God for their lives. Right but that they would move out of passivity and come into being active for the Lord. Mm. Being salt. Being salt. Functioning. Yeah. Where we're supposed to. In, in influencing the world, you know. Yeah. And God is calling us into that. But again, this whole journey, as we've been noticing, um, has been, you know... Uh, transforming us but not all at once and we've got to be patient with each other with one another that's right yeah. because we're all on a spiritual journey it's just people are on different places in the journey that's right so we can't throw each other under the bus because we're failing or we're not maybe as spiritual as the next person we need to encourage each because we need to be built up together it's so important that even the least, you know, it's like the weakest link yeah. is so important because it's a corporate reality that we're talking about. Right. That's what the new man is. The new creation is. And we have a hard time with that. But God's calling us into that. So I'm praying that we'll recognize the value of being a bunch mm. together. That's why the church, that's why you need church. Mm. That's why you can't just serve God on your own and you're okay. No, you need to stay connected. Right. The life of the body, the church life, needs to be valued and honored. And the reverential fear of God needs to rise in our lives. Amen. Reverential fear is healthy for us because it helps us get active yeah. for the Lord and not be lazy yeah. and do our due diligence to seek after his kingdom and his righteousness. And you know how that happens? It happens when you and I get together. We encourage one another. We stir one another up. Wash each other's feet. We wash each other's feet. Yes. That's right. And we're experiencing 
Whenever we meet together, two or three, there the Lord is in the midst in of the us. Midst of them. Yeah. So he's here with us right now on this podcast. Amen. So when I hear the church life, the old me, before I really had this relationship with Christ, would think, okay, the church life. So I show up every Sunday, do my thing, listen to the sermon, and then go back to my old, you know, my old ways. So what does church look like right now? I'm not trying to go off topic or anything, but what does church look like right now that can make that influential impact in the world? Okay, great question. Yeah. So first of all, it's a whole study that's through the whole Bible. Because first of all, in the Old Testament, the church was a mystery. Mm. They didn't know churches okay and christ was a mystery in the old testament as well because he was hidden right but in the new testament the mystery is revealed christ is revealed he's the mystery of god and church is the mystery of christ and you see it in the heart of the new testament in four epistles that is the heart of the new testament which is um, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, um, Colossians. Uh, Colossians. Yeah. Those four epistles of Paul are the heart of the New Testament. Wow. But the one that really reveals the church is Ephesians. And Ephesians reveals the seven aspects of the church. That, ho- that whole epistle is about the mystery of the church. Okay. And in this study that we're doing right now, Jesus doesn't use the term church. Mm. In the study of the constitution of the kingdom, he doesn't use the term church. He uses the term kingdom. Wow. Kingdom is another way of saying church. (laughs) Wow. So as we're going through this... um, we need to understand it's used many, many times uh-huh. in the study that we're doing in the gospel of Matthew, but it's referring to the church because the church is the kingdom. Christ is the kingdom. Okay, and But understand this, and this is a whole study, like I said, but what I am valuing more now is the invisible church, mm. not the visible one. Wow. Because, again, as believers, we're taught to live outside in. We think building. Right. We think, you know, ministries. Right? Right. We, we think um, organizational things that is the church. You know, we, we think uh, govern, governments that are set up in different denominational, right. you know, structures and things like hierarchical all kinds of things no the the church is invisible and and it's the ecclesia that is the called out ones Mm. okay so we are the church but we're only the church corporately Mm. wow (laughs) because we know all we go around saying i'm the church well yeah that's true you're a part of it but not alone. 
That's like saying, you know, I'm the eye. Yeah. And so I don't need the rest of my body. Well, uh, you can't, can't function. function. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I love that analogy. Right? That's right. And so now I'm realizing that God deals with the church spiritually. It's a spiritual reality. The kingdom is spiritual. You can't see it physically with the human eye. Only with the eyes of the spirit. That's why you need to seek it, right? But in order to see it, you have to be born again by the Spirit of God. That's what Jesus told Nicodemus. That's right. Right? You can't even see it, understand it, unless you're born of the Spirit of God. And then you need to be established in it, baptized into it, okay? And receive the kingdom of God. Receive, yeah. Uh, it's a reward because you grow and mature and develop to receive the inheritance right. that God has for you. And through Christ, you become a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And so it's part of the whole process and journey of your complete salvation. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was a great question, Joseph. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, because I you feel know. like sometimes we get so heavenly minded, we're no earth, earthly good, you know? So when you think of the church, the church has to do with discipline and exercise. Discipline and exercise. The kingdom, okay, the aspect of grace and life is for the kingdom. Grace and life has to do with the aspect of the kingdom. And discipline and exercise is for the church. In church, we experience discipline and exercise, growth. Think about exercise, right. okay, and discipline. That's church. The kingdom itself, which is also the church, but the kingdom is many aspects and more than just the church, okay, is about grace and life. The kingdom of God is not um, eating and drinking, it says in, in Romans 14, I think, 17, around there. But it's righteousness, peace, and joy. See, it's invisible. That's right. But you can see it expressed. That's righteousness, right. peace, and joy. If yeah. you have peace, I, I'll, I'll see it on you. You know? That's right. You'll express it. You have yeah. joy. You know, people that are full of joy and, and, and righteousness, people that do what's right, you know. It's, it, and so it's a life. It's a grace. But church, that's why we need church. It's about discipline, and, and it's about exercising. And we need that in order for us to produce the grace in life. Mm that's supplied to us through our discipline and exercising. Like right now, I said in the prayer, help us exercise our spirit. Yeah. This, this, is, this is church, and we're exercising together. Man, so that's a great picture of what church can look like. Yeah. Man. So just think about it now as you think about your body and what you do with your body to keep it healthy. Right. Exercise. To, right? Yeah. To grow muscles, 
to yeah. get stronger. All of all of that, okay? It's a picture of that's church. Wow. What you eat, your diet, everything. That's church. Man. Right? That's profound. And, and, and so I, I think that the Lord is trying to bring us into an understanding through these chapters that it's about a corporate way and not an individualistic way. And that's important because the constitution of the kingdom is, is not just for individuals, it's for a corporate people. So if the saints in the church in our locality are not being built up, but they're scattered and separated, we don't even have a city. Because mm -hmm. we have to be built up. It's bodybuilding. That's right. That's church. Church is about bodybuilding. Building the body up together. That's right. Not individual, because right away we think individual. Start thinking corporate. We're building up the body. That's why the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Why? To build up the body of Christ. Yeah. To perfect it, to strengthen it to cause it to fit together, to bring supply that's needed for unity to come, growth, right. so that we come to the full stature of Christ, a perfect man. Amen. It's, that's the picture. Right. See, it's not this, I can just do whatever I want. I can just do my own thing. I'll start my own thing. Yeah. You know? And or, do it how I want. No. Or, or I'm this certain dom denomination. I can't, you know, that's disunity, you know, yes. in the body of Christ, I think. Yes. You know. That's what's happened. Right. As we've, we've scattered. We've right. separated. And so there's dysfunction. And so there's... <laughs> in the body so of Christ. This dysfunction. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, going first full circle, it starts inward inward yeah um so we can manifest it outward and build each other up and and so my, my prayer right now is focused on that we as believers have influence because we've lost our influence in the world obvious to many of us right. now right okay especially during all the stuff that's just happened recently in the last two years okay and so my prayer is that we will recognize that we're called to have influence uh, in the earth and in the world, okay? But it's not just influence outward. But we should have an influence inward in people's lives. Mm. I'm praying that we will go there. That's deep. Right? That's something, yeah. That, yeah. That when you're with somebody, you don't just influence them outwardly, okay? But there's something that happens inside of them because of the influence you're carrying yeah. of the DNA of Christ in you. Yeah. That's a true connection. Yeah. That's a deeper relationship. Because you can have a relationship with someone, but not have a connection. Yes. You know? Yeah. And I've experienced that in my life, you know? Right? Yeah. And that's something much, much deeper. And I think that's what relationship looks like in the kingdom of God. I think that's a transference. Yeah. We want what's in us that's Christ to transfer into others. Right. Inward. Because we can 
influence them outwardly and they can make changes and do things outwardly that's good right but if you can transfer something that goes inside and influence them inwardly yeah that's transformational that is yeah that's not yeah oh ernie amen so good brother um you have anything else i think we're went over a little bit but we're good man it's always good it's always good with uh our goal is to try to keep our messages you know compact enough right that we don't lose people's attention right but at the same time it needs to have essence in it exactly that is the life of christ yes not theology and doctrine yes but his life flowing because that's what's going to influence right the realities of the kingdom right yeah experience experiencing it yes enjoying it when you experience and enjoy christ in his life you won't be religious anymore oh no it's it's full it's it it affects every aspect of your life yeah and that's every the goal. your marriage your your relationships at work you know yes everything you're it it you truly are a new man but it's it's about being open to it Amen. open yourself and receive what the excellencies of what the kingdom has to offer and also let me add don't hoard what god is giving you yes release, release it. it yes amen distribute it yeah yeah and I think, yeah, yeah. I thank God for like platforms like this where we're able to communicate with our audience like this, man. This is, this has been so good podcasting with you and yeah, release it. So go out there and release it. Whoever's listening, go out and, you know, release that peace, joy, and righteousness. We thank you guys for listening. Um, Bible studies every Wednesday. Um, we're currently studying Genesis and we're diving into Romans. So exciting stuff. Um, so contact me if you're interested in joining. Um, and our next episode, we're going to go over uh, the light. Right. So don't miss that one. Uh, so thank you, Ernie. You have any other words? No. All right, guys. Thank you so much.